Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, the world serves little gods who can't give them wisdom. Christ follower, if you're a Christian today, be glad that the one true living God lives in every single one of us. That's the difference. That's huge. Remember when Jesus left, he said, the Holy Spirit will come and he'll remind you of all things. That's where the wisdom comes from. How easy can it be to go through life and not maximize the great resource we have living inside of us? Today, Pastor Mark will challenge listeners to ignore all of the world's attempts to attract our worship, because the one who is worthy is already in our hearts. The Lord is not only capable of carrying you through this life, He wants to and desires spiritual intimacy with every human. Many world leaders and popular figures shun outsiders because they're too prideful and steeped in their power. Jesus has taken his power, which is incomparable, and used it for the good of all. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Daniel as he begins part one of his message, Sleepless in Babylon. Begin Daniel chapter 2, verse 1. In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. Any of you have that trouble from time to time? Let's all raise our hand. Yes, we do. You go to bed, you're ready to sleep, and something comes through your mind. You go, oh, great. That's why you don't want to watch a murder mystery just before you go to bed because you'll scream during the night. All right, now, verse As you see there, notice the word dreams. So we think he was plagued by a recurring dream. He felt it had so much importance, he he couldn't sleep. A king couldn't sleep. Verse 2. So the king summoned the magicians and the enchanters and the sorcerers and astrologers to tell him what he dreamed. And when they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have a dream that troubles me, and I want to know what it means. First thing you want to write at all of our campuses today is this. Everyone is interested in the future, especially your future, my future. You see, the king had had at his resource all the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world is actually, God calls it often, the foolishness of of man. So he brought his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, astrologers. Do you know today people still seek the future 
from horoscopes, palm readers, new age books, even though the Bible says, don't go there. It's all false. Now, human wisdom seems really great until you introduce the future. If we knew the future, we'd all be billionaires in the stock market. We don't know the future. So it's great because there's common sense things we have to have. But when it comes to the future, human wisdom is useless. That's because only God knows the future, including your future and my future. So next thing you want to write is simply this. What does God say about our future? God says, if you need wisdom, not human wisdom, godly wisdom, come to me and ask for it. God wants to give you, at all of our campuses, his wisdom on a daily basis. That's the way we live. So you want to just, in the morning, in your quiet time, you just want to say to God, guide me today. I want your plan for my life. Now, sometimes we don't do that, and we'll see later. That's because often we're weak in prayer. We just go out of the house kind of planning our own day and thinking whatever. The principle of first. Seek God first. All these other things fall into place. Now, look at verse 4. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will interpret it. See, these astrologers knew they were in big trouble. All they could tell the king was that he had a dream, and it greatly disturbed him. That's all they knew. So they tried to sidestep the king's request. We'll be glad to interpret it for you. Tell you what you dreamed. We can figure something out here. Watch at verse 5. The king is on to him. The king replied to his astrologer, This is what I firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was, interpret it. I will have you cut into pieces and your house turned into piles of rubble. This is called a rock in a hard place. <laughs> they know they're in deep trouble. And you'll see as it goes. He's going to kill them. Unless they can tell him the dream first and then interpret it, they're done. Verse 6. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, listen, Vera, Sebastian, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. You can see if the blood pressure cuffs were in that room, they'd be calling 911. Look at verse 7. Once more they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. And the king answered, watch this. I am certain that you're trying to gain time. What's he saying? You're stalling. You're clueless. Because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. There is no backing down. If you can't tell me the dream, you're done. You're finished. Look at 9. If you do not tell me the dream, there's just one penalty for you. There's not option A, B, or C. See, King Nebuchadnezzar was ruthless, even to his own people. These are his wise men. These are his people that give him counsel. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream, and I know that you can interpret it for me. 
The answer is interesting in verse 10. Look at this. The astrologers answered the king, there is not a man on earth who can do what the king has asked. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a, a thing of any magician, enchanter, and astrologer. He said, king, you're like the first. This never happened. This isn't possible. There's nobody that can do what you want. Now, verse 11, it's an interesting verse. Look at this. What the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal to the king except the gods, little g, lots of s's, and they do not live among men. Can I remind you to write this down this morning? See, the world serves little gods who can't give them wisdom. Christ follower, if you're a Christian today, be glad that the one true living God lives in every single one of us. That's the difference. That's huge. Remember when Jesus left, he said, the Holy Spirit will come and he'll remind you of all things. That's where the wisdom comes from. You know it, I know it. We're getting ready to walk down somewhere, do something, watch something, speak to someone, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit goes, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." and if we listen, smart. If not, we pay for it. The world doesn't have that. Their conscience is not directed by God. The little gods, nothing but confusion. So I just want to challenge you because we actually often forget that the Holy Spirit actually lives within us. Can I hear an amen? Amen. God lives in us this morning. Now, he's come to provide you wisdom and direction and comfort and peace. My, My goal at the end of this teaching today is for you when you walk out of here and you see our world, which is crumbling by the moment, you'll have peace because God is in control. We don't have to fear. We already know the outcome. We know where we're going. And so we don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. And that's why this chapter is so powerful for us today. Now, the difference between dead religion, man trying to reach God by doing good things, and a personal vibrant relationship with God, you see in this statement. These people are dead religion. Lots of gods that can't help them at all. There is, no, there is no godly wisdom. But you're going to see Daniel and his three friends, they get wisdom from the living God. If you're here this morning and you need wisdom, understand the power of that. Simply ask him. Now, look at verse 12. This made the king so angry and furious, because they keep making excuses, that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. He had already kept his promise. So the decree, let me share with you, look what happens in verse 13. The decree was issued to put the wise men, tell me, to where? To death. And men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them, what? To death. See, Daniel and his friends were new. They were in the hierarchy. Remember, they were 10 times smarter, but they were not invited to this meeting. And so it's a surprise. Uh, they, they are classified as wise men, and the judgment is going to be on them. They just don't know it. So look at verse 14. When Ariok, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, 
Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. This is huge. Somebody walks into your room and says, uh, I'd like you to join me with your free friends. You're going to die in just a few hours. Why, why Daniel acting that way? Because he trusted God with every detail of his life. Now, he didn't know that Paul wrote in Romans 8, all things eventually work together for good. God mixes them. And out of that, now many of the stuff, what he's in now is not good. But God's going to work it out. Same for you. There's a trust in the sovereignty of God that he does all things well. Verse 15. And he asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? He, he wasn't there. He didn't understand. And Ariak then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked for, circle this word, time. Let's see how good you are since I've been gone about seven or eight weeks. What are the three most important things in life? Come on now. God, people, time. Good. Three of you are right. The rest of you are backslidden since I've been gone. Let's say it again. God, people, and time. You see, the most valuable thing you have, and I've learned that a lot, is time. Do you know as you get older, it goes quicker? Some of you are laughing, you're 17. Just, just wait. You'll get it too. And so time is so valuable. We can't waste time. He had faith. Why does he want time? He had faith that God could interpret the dream. These four were there in Babylon as directed by God. He knew he was there and God was going to use him. So he went, interestingly enough, he goes right to the king, which is kind of unheard of, really. Look at verse 17. Then Daniel, after he goes to the king, he, he says, he went to the king and asked him for time that he might interpret the dream for him. That's a pretty bold statement. I can interpret this. Your guys can't interpret it. I'll tell you what the dream is in detail. And when you hear it, you go, ah. See, some people think maybe he forgot the dream, but most people think he knew the dream. So he, these guys couldn't put one over on him. So Daniel says, I'll explain it to you exactly like you dreamed it. And then I'll tell you what it means. Now, Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to the, his friends, the other three Hebrew kids, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Now, I want you, every campus, I want you to write this down. Those of you guys online, I want you to write this down. It's very important. Number one, Daniel asked for time to pray to God. He knew he has to ask God for wisdom. He doesn't have it. And it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And then, secondly, he needs time to wait for God's answer. Now, God knew it was a short window. God isn't going to wait six months. He'll be dead. But he doesn't know when God's going to answer. These principles that Daniel is putting into place are huge. You see, number one, sometimes we don't stop to pray. We go off in our own wisdom. And then sometimes when we do pray, we've all been there. 
we get anxious. And after we prayed, you say, God, I've been praying for this for this long time. It looks like you're not going to answer, so I'm just going to step out and do my thing. How's that work for you? Never has worked for me very good at all. There's some of you today here at our campuses, and I just described what you're thinking right now. You've asked God, you've prayed, you did the right thing, you put from first, you prayed first, but you're not waiting for his timing. I know over the last nine, ten weeks what waiting for God's timing is. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. So if you're out there today and you kind of said, God, I'm not waiting anymore. I've given you a chance. Let me just remind you, God's will includes God's timing. And you'll discover his timing is always correct. Wait. You say, Pastor Mark, how did you know that was me? Well, I was the third person in the second row. No, I don't know that's you. But God has just spoken to you. Listen. Daniel wanted time to pray, and then Daniel's going to have to wait for God to answer. Now, the next thing I don't want you to write down, because this is huge for us. We're not too good at this. Daniel knew the importance of praying with friends. See, he doesn't do this alone and then go to the guys and go, I got the dream. I got the interpretation. Uh, hang over here. Uh, I'll be back in a few hours. We're going to be safe. No, 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 no. Remember, remember what he did. He says, he returned to the house and explained the matter to his friends. He urged him to plead for mercy from God. So he includes his friends. By the way, what he's saying to them is this. Guys, we have a serious problem. It affects one, two, three, four of us. And guys, we need God's help. Let's go to God in prayer first. Now, this is a big principle. You know, there's times... When I go to prayer to God alone, I don't want anybody else to know what's happening in my life. I'll I'll be sharing over the next year lots of different stuff. Some stuff I'll never share with you because God shared it with me. Oh, you'll hear it in the teachings. You'll hear all that kind of thing. But see, sometimes I don't want anybody else to know the issue. Now, that's okay. But sometimes we do that because we're prideful. And hopefully you see that one of the great things of going to somebody else and asking them to pray for you, what does that do to us? It humbles us. See, you see a guy that can fly all over the world. Last last year in missions, I flew 75,000 miles. I'll get back on a Friday and teach on a weekend. That's just my makeup. Ain't quite happening at the moment right now. But now what do you see in front of you? You see a man who is anointed by God's power right now. I'm a weak vessel. I can't do what I'm doing now in my strength. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You have to understand. You see the Energizer bunny whose batteries have all died. And they're just getting recharged. Is that humbling? That's humbling to me. Because my lifestyle was never like that. We're all going to go through this. In this world, sorry, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So understand, the church is a family. 
But sometimes people say, well, Pastor Mark, big church is a big family. More people to go to for prayer. So can I just say to you, we need to have friends. You need to have people. When you have a need, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever, that you can share, some things you won't, you need to have a a few people, number one, that you can trust. When you go to them, the next thing you don't hear, it's on Facebook. Because that friend has just burned every bridge in their life. You need a people, three or four, men, women, whatever, that you can go to and say, would you keep this in confidence? I'm really struggling. See, that humbles you, but it challenges the other person. You see, you, you can't do life alone. That's impo- We were never made to do life alone, with God and with people. So number one, when you need somebody to pray with you, find three or four people that you can trust. Ask them for their help. Praying for you is huge. And number two, We need to also be sure and tell our friends, hey, if you need someone to pray for you, you can call me. My hours are 9 in the morning till 11. It's after that. Please don't call me. (laughs) Of course not. You see, it works what both ways. That's a huge deal. By the way, all you have to do, I'd love for you just to ask. And at the end of every service except for communion weekend, we have prayer people at every one of our campuses down front. But you need close friends that will do the same. So let me challenge you to do that. Now, during the night, verse 19, look at your Bibles. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. Here's something very important. Christ followers, we live by revelation, truth. We don't live by speculation. When God revealed the dream, it wasn't, well, there's a option A and B and C and D. No, it was revelation. It was the truth from God. There's no confusion. Now, notice what happens. Here's that principle of first again. The very first thing Daniel does is he prays. When God gives the revelation, what's the next thing he does? He, he doesn't go and run to the other three guys. Man, we're saved. I got it. He doesn't run to the king and say, hey, man, Nebuchadnezzar, woo, that was a close one. I've got the answer for you. What's the very first thing Daniel does? He praises who? God. When's the last time in your journal you started your journal in the morning praising God? God says if you need wisdom, come to me and ask for it. Today we learned from Pastor Mark that God is the most qualified source of wisdom in the world and every Christ follower should live according to his will. Daniel knew the importance of prayer and waiting on an answer from the Lord. He didn't speculate. In your life today, who or what do you turn to when seeking wisdom or guidance? Only God knows the future. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners of how Daniel revealed the meaning of King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. He revealed how there would be five kingdoms, with the final being the kingdom of God, which will last forever. God is all-knowing and in control of everything. Only His kingdom will last. So entrust your life to Him and His will today. Your eternity depends on it. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the book of Daniel. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Here